Welcome to Adeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast, Episode 11. If you're ready to take your destiny into your own hands, you've come to the right place. This is Ordeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur, featuring interviews with the most exciting and amazing entrepreneurs across Africa. Here's your host, Chi Odogu. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in once again. Just want to thank everybody for continuing to support us. We're now currently ranked the number one business podcast in Nigeria on iTunes. So it's been a pleasure bringing this show to life and working with you all, getting the feedback, the responses, the comments, the questions, talking to our fabulous interviewees and guests over the past couple of weeks. We just really, really want to give a shout out to everyone that has made this a successful start of the show and we'll also continue to dedicate our efforts to bringing you the best show that we can possibly bring to your earbuds now i just want to continue to remind everyone to please 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 don't forget to leave a review on itunes youtube soundcloud and stitcher simply by searching for odeshi the bulletproof entrepreneur that's o-d-e-s-h-i the bulletproof entrepreneur Additionally, you can also go to our website at odeshi.com and leave your review and share the page on any social media platform, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, or what have you. For the show, it really helps us stay in the rankings and be relevant and, and get found by other people that would love to enjoy the content that we are bringing. And now let's take a quick word from our friends in joku.com before we get on with the rest of the show. Are you stuck in a dead-end job or looking to change careers? If that's the case, I've got great news for you at Njoko.com. Njoko.com is Africa's fastest-growing job search engine and aggregator that helps job seekers in Africa find employment opportunities in the locations nearest to them. You can browse jobs by category and location in real time. No more applying to outdated job postings or convoluted application processes. Join the millions who've used Njoko.com to start their career journey and change their lives. Go to Njoko.com. That's N-J-O-R-K-U.com. The future is only a click away. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the show. Today's guest is Aaron Feinstein. He's a former airline pilot turned entrepreneur. He founded Enoya One Limited, and now he's the founder of 3G Direct Pay a leader in payment processing services in East and Southern Africa. Aaron, good morning. Welcome to the show. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yes, good morning, and uh, thank you for having me for this interview. Um, as uh, uh, you said, I, um, I started as a, um, as a pilot. It was nice for a few years, quite exciting, but... Uh, um, from a very from a very early age, I'm uh, I'm doing a technology. I like computers, so I knew that uh, this will uh, this will be my real uh, destiny. When I quit the cockpit, I uh, I uh, started with some companies doing uh, e-commerce. Uh, it was mainly in the Middle East, in Israel, uh, for the same airline I used to be a pilot for. And then uh, uh, I had my own companies doing a booking system for airlines. And uh, eight years ago, and I'm sure this uh, something we'll discuss uh, in details shortly, I came uh, almost by mistake to Africa and started doing online payments in this region. And this is what I'm doing since then. So let's talk a little bit about your first foray into entrepreneurship after being a pilot. What was your first company and how did you go about starting the company? Uh, the first company was uh, um, called Inoya One. It was an uh, um, initiative uh, uh, I, um, I, I took with one of my closest friends, a, a very bright person which doing technology. We came to realize that small airlines, mainly in this region, in East Africa, having no access to technology, and we decided uh, uh, to provide them with a booking and management system. Uh, um, and this is how we started, uh, with one airline, one small airline in Kenya, and, uh, and in a matter of two, three years, we managed to provide the same service to six or seven airlines. I'm not part of this company anymore, but today, mm-hmm. 
they're working with uh, something like uh, almost 30 airlines all across the world. So it was, uh, I can say it was a huge success, although I decided to, uh, uh, to take a different direction after a few years. So you said you were fond of technology from a very early age. Were you also a programmer as well as a pilot? Or, um, <laughs> or what? <laughs> yeah, you know, you can say that even, uh, you know, I still remember at the age of uh, 10, I had my first uh, Apple C after the Sinclair, and, uh, and I used to program uh, some uh, basic uh, uh, basic uh, soft, uh, piece of code. Um, I, uh, I also, my first degree was computer science, which uh, uh, dealt mainly with uh, coding and development, uh, being a developer. I did it for a very short time, and then I decided that uh, it's more interesting for me to manage other developers. So uh, I'm still missing it here and there, okay. but this is not something I did in the last 10 years, I think. Now, we just want to get into the psychology of why you left um, piloting, because that seems to be one of the most exciting careers around, you know, being able to fly a huge plane. You know, you're just the captain. Everybody loves and respects you <laughs> once you walk into the airport or whatever. So why, why did you decide to leave that? Do you still fly? Um, first, don't get me wrong. Flying is one of the most exciting things that uh, I ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing, absolutely. Uh, I'm not flying uh, at the moment. I wish I, I will, can find some time to do it, but I will. I, I will get back to it. Um... You know, it's it's a it's a good question, and I ask myself these questions millions of times since I decided to do what I did. Uh, but I found myself a little bit bored. I <laughs> know uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm serious. Yes, it's 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 very interesting and very nice being a pilot, but uh, um, I need to move. I need to create things. Okay. I need uh, uh, um, to to see things which happening and developing and um, and it was a very tough decision but I felt that I was not something is not completed okay. and, uh, and I need to do my own uh, business I need to develop my own uh, systems yes to use the aircraft which developed by others is nice but I wanted to have my own uh, uh, system my own aircraft so one day I decided that that's it this is the time um, yeah it's it's a, it's a difficult decision but I'm not I'm not sorry about it. Okay. I wish I can fly every day, but it, one day it will come. Yeah. So let's go to how you move from an airline pilot in Israel to a technology mm-hmm. entrepreneur in East Africa. You said it was almost quite by accident. <laughs> what, what transpired? What took place? Uh, it, it, it took me something like uh, four or five years after I quit the, the, the cockpit. I, I, uh, I used to work for others. I used to be the IT manager of the same airline I used to be a pilot for. Okay. And then I used to be a GM, a vi- vice president in some, uh, um, in some uh, companies. I never, never uh, imagined even to be entrepreneur, especially not in this region. But uh, uh, it was cooked inside for a few years, and then one year, one day uh, uh, I received a phone call from Kenya. I never uh, been in Africa before, and someone from the other side of the phone told me that uh, uh, that I don't know him, but he knows me. He heard that I know many things about e-commerce and airlines, and he asked me if I willing to come over to Kenya to visit a nice airline and to give them some uh, consulting services uh, uh, because they want to move to the online arena. Now, it, uh, uh, it's a true story. I'm not lying, but it was a fraction of a second when I told him, you know what, book me a flight, I'm coming over. I don't know why I did it. I took two weeks off uh, from, uh, from uh, the job I had. I came here to Nairobi and something inside me told me, okay, this is your destination you're now going to do your own business. Uh, uh, and this is how we started. It was al- almost by mistake. Wow. But uh, something inside was ready. You know, after all these years that I used to work for others, I was, uh, uh, I was cooked enough. I, w- I, I felt that I'm ready for that. You got the phone call out of the blue inviting you to say <laughs> yeah, <it. laughs> Completely, completely. Wow. You know, it was nice because it's about airline, it's about Africa, so it sounds exciting. Mm. Uh, and up until... And up until that point, you had never been to Africa. Never. It was, and I never, wow. I knew nothing about Kenya, nothing about Nairobi, uh, uh, nothing. But I said, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I like yeah. that spirit. Let's just do it. Great. So you show up in Kenya, and then what happens? Walk us through your first experiences landing in Nairobi Airport. You know, first help, I was, helping those guys. Uh, I was scared like shit. You know, I felt I felt that someone will just hijack me, will kill me because you know the stories when when you're out of Kenya. Today I'm laughing because. You know, people call call us all the time, tell us uh, how is to do business in Nigeria. I say, no, no, it's not Nigeria, it's Kenya. It's something like 3,000 miles east of Nigeria. Uh, um, so I, I didn't know what to expect. And it was quite scary, but uh, uh, I was amazed. And it took me a few months to digest uh, uh, this experience because uh, those who know East Africa, it's something completely different. Uh, uh, it's a different mentality. It's a different, it's an amazing place. So it took me a few months to digest it. And, uh, and uh, I sat down and realized that uh, uh, there is something here. There is something uh, uh, exciting in this region. And more than that, there is a huge gap. There is a, a big gap that I'm going to fill, and this is about the online payments. Uh, um, and um, and uh, it, you know, it hit. It was like a, 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 in the middle of the night. I realized that there is something there. So you just realized there was something that you didn't know exactly what it was. No, no. Wow. It, it took some time because in the beginning I was so busy with them to do the online booking system for that okay. airline and this is how we started but uh, um, uh, in parallel to that I realized that the main gap the main business here uh, it will be the payments I came from a society where you're having nothing in your wallet only credit cards and mm. nothing you, you're using only plastic money uh, uh, all the time and when I came to Kenya they looked at me like stupid like crazy going to restaurants asking to pay using my credit card and no one else is doing it here yeah. <clears throat> So, step by step, I realized that, okay, this is the big thing. Okay, so you start with the booking platform. You help mm -hmm. them out with that. You notice there's a gap in the market. There's uh, no um, credit payment system or non-cash-based yeah. system. Today, East Africa actually leads the world in terms of mobile payments because we've all heard about M-Pesa mm -hmm. and the great things you're doing they're doing with that all over East Africa. And that, I'm from Nigeria myself, and that is not quite as significant in Nigeria as it is in Kenya. So talk, talk to us about the revolution of the, the payments in Kenya, what you saw, and how you started your company to fit into the market. The, no, no, say again, the line was uh, disrupted uh, for a second. Oh, sorry. Just, 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 just repeat the last, the last question, the, uh, the, the, only the last thing. Well, talk to us about um, how you start, how you saw the market developing in terms of payments yes. and how you created mm -hmm. 3G Direct Pay to fit into the market yes. and grow. Uh, well understood. When, when we started here, M-Pesa uh, was still not available. Oh. And what we did, we so just... you started uh, before M-Pesa. Absolutely. We, we, oh, wow. the, first, the first online transaction in the whole region took place on 27th of December 2006. Mm. Uh, uh, it was eight, and, uh, yes, uh, eight years ago, and it was processed in our, in our platform. Wow. Uh, and, and we started before M-Pesa, and, uh, and um, we came to this region when the only relevant consumers were those European and, uh, and customers from the States which came to do safari and uh, have some fun in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. And, uh, and we just took the model, which was so common in Europe and the States, and put online payments platform in place with the airlines initially. And uh, we did exactly uh, uh, what other companies doing in the States and in Europe. We, 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 we decided not to try to invent the wheel and to do exactly what needs to be, what is done all over the world. And it worked uh, uh, initially. <clears throat> Those tourists uh, were so happy that now they can pay online using their credit card, Visa, MasterCard, American Express. Yeah. So, so we started with credit cards, classic. Of course, we added also PayPal, and this is how we started. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 it took few years. Even today, the, the credit cards, highly, it's, it's, it's more common today with uh, also the, the locals, the local uh, uh, um, consumers here in Kenya, Tanzania, Zambia, Zanzibar, wherever we are operation, uh, where we are operating. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's still not like M-Pesa. 
um, we saw M-Pesa growing and it's perfect. It's, it's, it's an amazing uh, uh, development. We're very happy with that because M-Pesa, give or take, it's like an online transaction. Yeah. Not completely, but it gives the customer, the, you know, the, 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 the customer feels what it looks like to walk with wallet which having no money inside. This is exactly our concept. Mm. We also, of course, accept M-Pesa. Uh, 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 we're doing it a bit differently because we allow the customer to do everything online in the internet, uh, 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 which is uh, uh, to take M-Pesa to the online arena. Um, but uh, the market is moving to a... Uh, to, uh, 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 and you came from Nigeria, you know how it looks when you're working only based on, on cash, everything cash. Yes. And, and, uh, and we can see it here in Kenya. It's amazing. People less and less using cash and using uh, uh, other options like M-Pesa or credit card and things like that. When you started the company, were you able to find local developers to help you build the systems and the platforms? Or you had to find um, um, engineers and technologists outside of Kenya to work on the systems for you until you could develop local um, mm. stuff? Initially, we started with uh, uh, our own developers from Israel. This is where we came from, and this is where all my team used to be uh, okay. for years. Uh, uh, yes, there was a huge gap when it comes to uh, internet technology, payments technology. Mm. Uh, uh, believe it or not, even today, you know, 2014, eight years after we started, it's still very, very difficult to find experts when it comes to uh, online payments mm. uh, uh, developers. <clears throat> And we're doing uh, almost 50% of our development here in Kenya because we're trying to promote also this market. We know how to train our own developers. Uh, I can tell you that we decided uh, after a few years to move everything into East Africa. And today our main headquarters, the central one, is here in Nairobi, uh, uh, which we're having an amazing team of Kenyans which doing fraud prevention, doing a risk management, a customer care, everything in the online arena. So even developers, currently you can find everything you need here in this region, which is an, an amazing uh, development. You must have been really, really proud and excited to see this development coming from somewhere where you only had to rely on initially Israeli engineers to work with to now. You've seen the yes. local talent develop. You know, you have your own people in place. Your headquarters is directly on the ground in Kenya. How, exactly. how, 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 does, how does it feel to watch the company you started from like a baby grew to eight years old with all these things happening around you? It's an amazing, uh, um, you know, it's almost like a, a taking off in amazing a, a jet aircraft. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the same excitement. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's amazing because um, um, you can see the local staff, the local team, the local people here, which, you know, made a huge... Imagine four or five years ago, they knew nothing about credit cards. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and even M-Pesa was only in the beginning. And now these uh, people here, this, the, my team, my colleagues, my friends here, they speak online. It's, a, it's an amazing uh, uh, adventure to see them, uh, you know, running ahead of me. And I'm, 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 I'm proud and, uh, and I know that uh, this is where this uh, market is going. This is why I'm so happy. Uh, uh, to manage my business here in this region. So let's talk a little bit about the industry and the, <laughs> the competition in the yes. industry. Um, who are 3G Direct Pay's main competitors? Because we mentioned M-Pesa just because it's the most popular payment system <coughs> that we know across the mm -hmm. world. But you pioneered this industry before M-Pesa came about. So who are your main competitors today? Um, this is... Um, a quite a difficult or complex question because mm. uh, um, the market is still growing, so sometimes not all the players know exactly what they're doing. Okay. Uh, for example, M-Pesa is a classic provider for us. We're using it exactly as we're using Visa, MasterCard, American Express. It's, mm. it's another payment option, and, uh, and we know how to take all these payment options to put them in our platform. There are some small uh, um, 
players in this arena which trying to uh, um, to provide uh, give or take the same service we providing uh, local companies I admire by the way some of them with all the local challenges they made a, a, a very significant progress uh, in launching online payment uh, services um, so it's mainly some local providers the big players from the world like PayPal and others are still not so common in this region yeah. <clears throat> so they are not uh, 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 they are not present here at the moment. Um, I'm happy that for the time being we are the leaders because we started a few years before the others, mm. and we were highly focused on the same uh, on the same business model for all these years. So, what were some of the um, main challenges you faced in Kenya? We've we've spoken a few about a few of them, like the lack of. Um, um, personnel, technical personnel to work with, but mm -hmm. what were some of the main challenges specific to Kenya? And you, for example, coming from Israel, you know, you've, you worked a little bit with a company before you started this company yourself. What challenges did you face personally while starting 3G Direct Pay? The, the main challenge was uh, uh, the gap in, um, in um, I can say, knowledge. Okay. Not it's not about you know uh, about the education. People here are exactly you know they're smart exactly as the people in 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 anywhere in the world. But imagine that uh, uh, I grew from the age of sixteen. I had two or three credit cards in my wallet, okay. and this is the way I, I grew up. And and now I'm in the in a region when everything is different. Uh, uh, if it's not cash, there is a problem. Oh. And, uh, and if you're already having a credit card or a debit card, you will go to the ATM to withdraw cash and not using it as a credit card. So this is not the main challenge to understand that rules are now changed and everything I knew will not uh, 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 take me forward here. And it's a very, very difficult uh, moment when you realize that uh, uh, you need to understand how much you don't understand. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, and, um, and it was a challenge, uh, uh, um, and it takes time even today, still many gaps. But once you understand that there is a gap, now it's much easier to start building your business because you are not trying to build it on, on the wrong assumption. You know what is the gap, you know what, what you cannot achieve here, and this is a, a very, very important uh, uh, moment uh, uh, when you're growing your own business. Oh. That's interesting. So basically, the user behavior itself was the main challenge, having to compete with the fact that people are only used to paying with cash to now bringing them to start thinking about paying with credit cards and paying with all that different online payment systems. The, the user, yes, the user and the merchant. You know, you go okay. into a shop, you ask him to pay using credit card, but they say, no, no, we are not accepting that because it's not safe. Yes. So yes. It's, bo it's both sides of, of uh, 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 in the same market, the merchants and the consumers. This is why it's a big challenge. Oh. That's good, because I remember even when I was still back in Nigeria, there was a whole lot of um, anxiety against paying online. People mm -hmm. just thought any business online had to do with fraud. And so <laughs> nobody wanted to do any single business online just because once you mentioned online, they just believed it was fraud. So now everybody <laughs> wants to do business online. You know, you know, it's, it's funny because 20 seconds, 20 seconds before you called, I just received a, a phone call from my bank. Tells me, Mr. Feinstein, uh, just for your information, we blocked uh, your wife card from online transaction because uh, uh, we think she doesn't know it's unsafe. So I told him, you guys, you know with whom you are talking? <laughs> so, you know, even today, 2014, some of the banks trying to block cards. So uh, uh, it was just before you called, and I wow. laughed. And I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to tell them because sometimes you're in shock. But, yeah. but, but, but it's okay because uh, in, in general, if you're looking at the industry, it's moving. It's changing mm -hmm. every, every day. It's, 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 it's quite exciting. Yeah. So I noticed that on your website... Um, you seem to blog on the website, and most of your partners, you already mentioned this, are travel-related mm -hmm. companies. Why, why is your business closely tied to the travel industry? 
this is a, a, a this is exactly a, a, a part of the strategy okay. and, and uh, if you ask me tomorrow what to say to young entrepreneurs which wants to launch their business I will tell them guys be focused mm. and when we came here a few years ago the only industry which was relevant for online payments was the travel industry as I told you there were yes. no cards here no local cards mm-hmm. and the travel providers airlines uh, hotels etc uh, 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 used to provide the services to the tourists so we started with this industry And believe it or not, even today, after eight years, this is the leading industry when it comes to online payments. So we decided to keep, to keep our focus on this industry, to be, if we want to succeed, to be a leader, in a, a, a significant leader. And currently we're working in Kenya, Tanzania, Zanzibar, Uganda, Zambia, Mozambique, in all these countries, mainly mm. with travel providers. Yeah. Uh, um, This is why you can see in our portfolio that this is most of our business. Yeah. Right now, you're focused mainly on East Africa and Southern Africa. Are you mm-hmm. planning to go towards West Africa or North um, Africa? Slowly, slowly, because uh, each region is very, very different. And, uh, and for, a, for a company which is growing for a, a, as a company leader, I need to be responsible. Because mm. if you take, for example, Nigeria, Ghana, it's... The, the potential is huge in these countries, but in order to get there, you need to be in a different state. Uh, it's a different business also, different bu- state of mind. Mm-hmm. So we decided first to be focused on East and uh, Southern Africa and to move very slowly, to take okay. one country, I don't know, for example, Ghana, to check, to do very slow steps. Uh, and to be highly responsible uh, uh, and uh, and I'm sure you know Africa East and South Africa it's a huge area yes so being a leader here it's more than enough <laughs> <laughs> that's certainly true so how would you describe your management style I'm trying to to look sometimes I'm telling my team that uh, uh, um, we like a control room of a submarine we sit very close to each other okay we're managing this ship or this submarine uh, uh, we're sitting in the same level no one sits above uh, um, I'm trying to work as a, uh, in teams you know team uh, 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 teamwork where uh, information needs to flow between the team members yes there are uh, some supervisors and, uh, and team leaders but uh, uh, everyone needs to know that they need to back up their uh, 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 the uh, other members of the team uh, uh, I'm trying to be as open as I can and to ask my team members also to be open to share information uh, to not to uh, uh, um, to block their ideas I learned something. I went uh, to visit uh, the Google headquarters in, uh, in Europe. Okay. And it's amazing to see what Google is doing to improve creativity, to give the employees more space, more option to think, to come with some ideas. So uh, uh, we're trying to maintain here a very, very open, very you know, uh, uh, advanced environment. Hello, Aaron. Let's give a quick shout-out to our friends before we get on with the rest of the show. Are you stuck in a dead-end job or looking to change careers? If that's the case, I've got great news for you at Njoka.com. Njoka.com is Africa's fastest-growing job search engine and aggregator that helps job seekers in Africa find employment opportunities in the locations nearest to them. You can browse jobs by category and location in real time. No more applying to outdated job postings or convoluted application processes. Join the millions who have used Njoka.com to start their career journey and change their lives. Go to Njoka.com. That's N-J-O-R-K-U.com. The future is only a click away. We can all do with a little extra cash. Why not just pick up your trash? Recyclers recycles your trash and gives you amazing prizes or cash for every kilogram of recycled material you deliver. So, pick up those cans, plastic bottles, and bags. Call Recyclers today. Go to Recyclers.com. That's W-E-C-Y-C-L-E-R-S.com for more details. When you started 3G, did you start it out of personal funds or did you raise 
um, venture capital or any external funding to start a company? No, I'm, I'm always happy to look backward and to say we did it ourselves. We never, never uh, ask for anything from someone else. Uh, um, we started with our own money, with my money, and, and, and uh, we, we insisted to maintain a profitable comp company, which take, which, and then we took most of our profits back to the company to develop it. Okay. So no investors in the last eight years, everything done by ourselves. Wow. And yeah. uh, obviously it's been eight years, so that would assume that 3G Direct is profitable and revenues are growing sharply, right? Um, yes, we are pro from day one, this company, we insisted because we decided not to uh, raise money, not to go to investors. So we maintaining this company profitable for the last eight years. And we're happy with that. There are some better years, some uh, years which are better than the others. But along uh, uh, this long process, yes, uh, uh, I'm happy that this is a very wealthy and, and stable company. Oh, that's, that's great. And if a young entrepreneur were to go into this payment field, maybe this year, for example, just fresh, mm -hmm. would you advise the person to start with their own funds or raise money? Because... Um, I understand that you started with your own personal funds, but that was mm -hmm. eight years ago, and maybe the economics and the situation has changed in the country. What do you think you would advise a new entrepreneur um, to do? You know, this is something that uh, uh, my father told me when I was uh, 12 or 13 years old. We had everything in our house, but he told me it's important that you will always feel that you can do it yourself. And okay. if you want to go to work, go to work. Uh, so you have your own money. Why I'm saying that? It depends because you want to. You have a, a huge idea, and you need uh, two, three million dollars. Obviously, it's not something in your pocket. Mm -hmm. But I always suggest start by yourself, okay. even for a few months, few years. Why? You will be much more stabilized. You will gain more experience. It's much more uh, important to know who you are, what you can do before you go to others and ask them for their money. Oh. That's, that's great because I've talked to a lot of young entrepreneurs and what they seem to think is that, you know, because they're starting a new company, they have to follow the VC route and raise money. And, you know, they're always quoting their companies that haven't done anything yet at high valuations. And, I'm, mm -hmm. and I say to a lot of them that, hey, look, guys, why don't you, why don't you just start with even $1,000? Sometimes it's not bad. You know, yeah. there are those which made lots of money and they know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm saying something else. My business is not uh, uh, investments, raising money, mm -hmm. uh, uh, stock exchange. I, I don't know. I know how to manage operations, how to create systems. So I started, you know, in a very, very modest way, yeah. but I'm happy that I did it because I feel that I can do it. And, and when I will go out and ask for money, it's not for nothing because it's for something I already built. Great. So now, okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Could you tell me about one entrepreneur that you admire the most and why? Um... Yes, uh, but I will not look at, uh, I will not give you a name, I will okay. give you more like a company. <laughs> okay, fine, sure. Uh, uh, um, it's a model, there, there are a few models that I learn and I really admire, and one of them is uh, uh, not far away from you in the States, in the East Coast. Uh, uh, I know it's, it's highly familiar and maybe uh, uh, it's a bit boring, but uh, when I'm looking at some of the big Airlines like a, a, a low cost airline, look at the Southwest. Mm -hmm. Southwest Airlines, uh, uh, um, I don't know why, but for years I keep monitoring them, looking at how they did it. They started in the 70s, mm. uh, uh, you know, 20 or 30 years before all other low cost airlines even thought of the same model. And, uh, and, uh, and they developed something from scratch, a new model a new concept uh, uh, they knew how to took their employees to different levels and i really admire them uh, for years especially the the first 20 years of this company uh, um, and this is a model i'm always taking and presenting to my staff to myself i ad i admire them period could you give us like one specific thing that they do really really well mm -hmm. that you love to emulate in your company Yes, absolutely. They they manage 
to share their vision, their basic belief with their employees. And, uh, and why I'm saying I'm, I admire them because it's not a company with 10 employees, it's tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. And one thing they're doing, and this is something we're trying to do here, is that everyone which works with us will understand why, why they're here. Not only what they need to do, but mainly why. Mm. And this is something which uh, 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 I really admire, with, for example, with Southwest, that all across the pilots, the flight attendants, the check-in guys, all of them knows uh, 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 why this company is uh, such a successful one and what, it, what, what is important for this company. Okay, so the vision is shared broadly across the company exactly. and everybody, it is, everybody it is, buys it into the vision. Yeah, imagine that you're having now a, a new employee in your company. Usually, all of us, we just want him to sit in his chair and to tell him, okay, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Imagine in our company, for example, in the first two days, you will, you will the, the, in the, your training program, we are not saying anything about what you, go, you, you are going to do. You just sit down. We're giving you a, a, a lot of uh, a reading material. We explain you why this company is doing what the company is doing. Okay. What is the vision? What are the main ideas? Uh, first, to understand us, then start working. Interesting. So now, could you tell us what is the most frustrating thing about being an entrepreneur in your mind? Um, you know, it's not. It's a tough question because uh, my. Uh, 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 Immediately, I will answer you. Nothing is frustrating. Uh, uh, no, because uh, no, there are challenges, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it's no, it's difficult because there are, you know, imagine uh, 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 some uh, bureaucracy here in East Africa. <laughs> this is crazy. It's, yeah. it's it's absolutely crazy. But when I thought of it, it's not frustrating because it's 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 shocking. It's uh, you you looking at it, you are in shock. You don't know how to digest it. Uh, um, so so. I don't think there is anything which is frustrating. I think there are tons and, and, and millions of challenges. Okay. Uh, uh, if you look at these challenges and you tell, you tell yourself, don't be frustrated. You know, don't, it's not something which against myself. It's not uh, because the, I am here. Yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, maybe I'm a bit different. I don't think uh, there is anything which is a, uh, gave me a, a lot of frustration. <laughs> Okay, so it's better to just look at, at it that it's not anything personal and to come up with a solution mindset to whatever yeah. issues and challenges you're... Instead of frustration, you just need to have lots of patience, especially in Africa, you know, tons of patience. Tons of patience. You know, yeah, sometimes, you know, just you know that you need to wait to be in for someone which came from Israel, mm. used to do everything right here, right now. No, sometimes it needs to wait two, three months. That's it. This is the way it works here. Period. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel with that one. <laughs> so, so you know. Yeah. I know that you know. So you know, it's not. A, it's not because of us. Yeah. So you, do, you just need to, you know, to change the terms. It's not. I'm not frustrated. I'm just, you know, patient. I'm. I'm. I'm teaching myself that uh, this is the way it should work. That. So, Aaron, could you please tell us about? a very significant personal failure that you've experienced and how you recovered from it? Um, yeah, you know, after this long eight years, there are some events. One of them, which was a very significant one, is that uh, um, how to select partners, local partners or international ones. And, uh, and um, uh, uh, it was five years ago that... Uh, um, um, we decided to select uh, uh, some partners to help us to do something, and uh, and it was quite a significant uh, uh, um, milestone because we learned a lot about how to select someone that will go into your business, uh, how to meet, how to present the expectations, how to uh, to break up, because we decided at the end of the day to to. Uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to depart from each other, and it's a very, very interesting and, uh, and tough process, which uh, we learned a lot from it. Uh, okay, so what were one or two of the lessons you learned from separating from a tight business partner? Is that sometimes when you need to do it, 
do it. Don't uh, wait. Don't try to uh, uh, to put a, a pink colors uh, uh, and uh, and to bend the reality. Uh, 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 this is one thing. When you need to take a decision, as they said in that uh, uh, movie, when you need to shoot, shoot. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a, a, a this is a great lesson. And second lesson is uh, uh, that you need to admit for, with yourself that sometimes you made a mistake. That uh, uh, um, and this is very difficult. That you selected the wrong uh, partner. Yeah. I think that's even one of the hardest things to acknowledge yeah. because it it points to the fact that you were the one that did not do what you were supposed exactly. to. Exactly. This is the the biggest lesson, mm-hmm. the biggest uh, uh, milestone, I think. Mm-hmm. So, in order for someone to avoid making such a mistake, what do you think would be a good piece of guidance to avoid making a terrible mistake in terms of selecting a partner, be it a business partner, be it a life partner? What do you think are some key characteristics or criteria to to think mm-hmm. about and to watch for when selecting <laughs> such a critical partnership yeah it's a, you know what, what i'm going to tell you it's, it's a bit of paradox because i think the the best way to uh, uh to mitigate such such challenges and mm. and uh, to make sure that you are minimize damage is first to find some good friends uh, because you know, okay, so how to find a good friend? <laughs> but uh, if you're having some good friends, I think the best is to share, to know how to uh, share your deepest uh, thoughts and uh, and uh, and to find those people you trust. Uh, and they will not be your partners, but they will be your uh, uh, secret partners. Okay. And to know how to ask wise people for some advice, not necessarily because you're going to do it. Mm. But it, it will balance you because you will hear some other uh, uh, thoughts and, and uh, it can give you some other different directions. It's very important to know that you are not alone. Okay. So always seek uh, wise friends yes. that can guide you so that it's not like you're bearing the whole burden of making the decision by yourself. What are some of the books, software, or resources that have been inspirational to you in your entrepreneurial journey? Um, first, we developed most of our, most of our system by ourselves uh, 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 from scratch. Uh, um, this is a, a one, although from day one, where we can outsource, where we can use different uh, uh, systems, expert system, we are not hesitating for a, for a second. For example, we are a cloud-based system. It's a completely paperless, uh, sorry, cloud-based uh, company. Uh, we're having zero papers. Everything is cloud-based. We're using a, a Dropbox, we're using Google Drive. We're using system like uh, Zoho Support, uh, uh, Zoho CRM. Uh, um, we are very open when it comes to software, when it comes to other systems, although the main engine is ours, and I'm highly proud on that. Okay. So, um, I guess maybe I can put it this way. Do you have any favorite books that you've read um, that have helped you develop as an entrepreneur or as a person, professionally or personally? Um, uh, no, no, nothing in uh, particular. If uh, if I'm when I'm downloading books to my Kindle, it's mainly uh, 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 crazy books about things which are very far away from what I'm doing. Okay, uh, like what, uh, for example? <laughs> I like reading. Uh, like cooking. Uh, by the way, I'm crazy about cooking. Just okay. give me the kitchen; it will be it will be awesome. Uh, yeah, but cooking, absolutely. Uh, spying. I like spying books. Uh, um, uh, uh, but old-fashioned, no technology, nothing. Oh, Old okay. guys from the you know from the Cold War. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, uh, one thing is for sure, I used, I'm still using uh, most of the uh, education I uh, I received in the, in my first and second degree. Okay. Uh, the first degree was all about software, how to develop software, uh, um, and I'm using it absolutely. But uh, also lots of instincts, uh, uh, business instincts uh, uh, to see, to listen to the client, what they need, and it works. And it works. Um, okay, so we're wrapping up the show now, Aaron. So I just have a couple final questions, and then we'll mm-hmm. be done. 
So, two recent graduates are just coming out of university and they're thinking to launch a venture. What would you advise them to watch out for or to look out for? First, I would advise them to uh, uh, to take some time, not to do uh, uh, not to do it immediately. Uh, uh, to take some time, maybe work go to work with some other companies for a, for a timing to gain a bit of experience uh, 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 and then to go out there by themselves. Oh. Uh, I suggest them to always uh, take the education, uh, you said someone which now graduating the university, uh-huh. to, ta- to, be, to, ta- to respect what they learn. Always to go back, backward and see what they learn and to remember that this should be the basic and not to be afraid to take the basic the learning university and to use it. Uh, uh, it helped me a lot when I started to go to the basic, to, uh, uh, to go back to all the lessons I had in the university and to use it. And now, if you were to advise someone that is coming, take for example like you did from Israel, fresh to Africa, and that person wants to start a business, what would you advise that person? Someone that has never been to Africa before, like you were a couple years back, many, many years ago. What would you tell such a person to think about and to watch out for? Exactly what I told you before. Mm. To wake up every morning and to understand and to know how much they don't know. Okay. And to respect. And no, no, it's seriously. And to yeah. respect this gap because, you know, if you think that you know everything, and you go in there to conquer the, uh, the continent oh. uh, uh, without giving respect to the people which lives here, oh. to the different uh, mindset, etc. I think you are doomed. Wow. <laughs> and I think that, that if you know that this is different, it's a different culture, different people, different mindset, and you respect that, then it, then it can be an amazing success. Okay. So basically to respect the project process and respect what they don't know and take the time to learn and study exactly, the environment. Exactly. There is, it's perfectly okay that you are not familiar with everything. It's perfectly okay. You can do amazing things here. Huh. But remember, it's different. Now, my last question to you is this. If you were to go back in time, based on your experiences and the knowledge you've gained in the past eight years, if you were to go back to talk to yourself um, what's the one piece of advice you give yourself to think about or to look out for when you're just starting your, your new business? No, it's a very tough question. I ask myself the same question many, many times. If uh, I know someone can... Well, which advice to give to myself eight years a, a, ago? Uh, um, the only advice, uh, um, I think, which could have helped is... Uh, uh, um, to be a bit more patient, you know, to be the, to be more old ox and not the young ox, which runs all over. Oh. Uh, um, to move a bit more, it's, 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 again, it's another paradox, but to move a bit, a bit more, you know, slowly, no, not to run. Okay. Uh, especially for, you know, these young guys, which are now having their own company, they want to run and to conquer the world. Sometimes, especially now from the, from Africa, I can tell you, Slow down oh. a bit. Do it slowly. Well, I mean, Aaron, it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting these words of wisdom. Um, being the a young ox, as it were, I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've fallen into many, many scrapes where if I had moved a little slowly, I know <laughs> I would have been more successful. But um, your words of wisdom have re- truly, truly been um, inspirational and amazing. I would just love to thank you for spending the time to talk to us. You, um, before I go, you mentioned earlier about your wife. Is your, so your family is currently based with you in East Africa, yes. correct? Yes, they, they moved uh, uh, almost four years ago. My wife, my three kids, we are all here wow. enjoying this uh, amazing uh, uh, region. Wow, that's great. That's great. So thank you again for just taking the time to chat with us. We really, really appreciate your words of wisdom, your experience, your knowledge, your expertise, and all the exciting things you've, you've discussed. 
And caribou. You know, I can just say caribou. Caribou. What, what does that mean? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> when, when you're saying thank you, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm welcome you back. Oh, okay, so, okay. <laughs> and there you have it, guys. A very amazing story from a very amazing entrepreneur. Don't forget to continue to tune into a dish, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur, where we bring you the most inspiring and amazing entrepreneurs across Africa. Till next time, guys, I just want to encourage you to, if you have a passion, if you have a dream or a goal, whatever it is that you're working on, just do it like Aaron told us a little bit earlier in the show today. You know, when you're ready to shoot, just shoot and see what happens. I'd also like to encourage everyone to please continue to um, rate and review the show on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. We're currently ranked the number one new and noteworthy business podcast in Nigeria. And just the power of you guys, the listeners, that make that happen. So please continue to listen, continue to rate, review, send me your emails, your comments. I've already received a lot of emails and comments from several people across the world talking about um, different entrepreneurial ventures, especially in West Africa and East Africa. So I'd love to continue to hear more from everybody about what you guys think about the show. Feel free to leave your comments on the website or on any other channel. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn. Yes, we do some placement on LinkedIn now. And I'd also like to encourage everyone to sign up for the uh, book giveaway. I decided to extend it for till the end of October just because... Um, when I was about to announce, actually, I got a flood of registrations on our websites with emails, with comments and stuff, and people felt that um, it wasn't enough time. They hadn't heard about the show, so they wanted to get all the way through the first 10 episodes before they put their email in. So, yeah, we're not going anywhere, guys. We're going to be here. <laughs> I don't know if people thought I was joking or something, but we're going to be here. So just continue to leave your emails at our website that's the only way for you to sign in and get on on our list for before we give away the books for the show i do apologize for i know it was only going to be eight weeks but now i'm pushing it to the end of october at the end of october that's it i'm going to give away the books and they'll be mailed out and probably reach the respective recipients towards the end of november so until next time guys stay hungry stay focused if you have a goal vision a dream or a passion just Go for it. Don't let another minute go by without taking action to change your life. Visit Ordeshi.com right now for more incredible resources. And we'll see you next time on Ordeshi, the Bulletproof Entrepreneur.